Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. I have one question. What is more important than our differences? What is more important than our differences? Now think about that. And I'd like to tell you a brief story. I was on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land in 1999. And our pilgrimage group had the privilege to set up a talk between two older men who lived in Israel. They were, as we say today, BFFs. That's best friends forever, just so you know. <laughs> Got to translate it there. The intriguing thing was that religiously, one was Jewish and one was Muslim. These differences would have typically kept them from hanging around each other. Yet they were childhood friends. Listening to these men, they wanted us to know deeply that while the history between their people had serious issues, not all were at odds with each other. Yes, there have been times when their differences as the groups would turn violent and even warred against each other. But these two men noted that the disagreements were also more prone to violence once 24-hour cable news channels were able to instantaneously broadcast the protests into our living rooms. These two men wanted us pilgrims to know that what we heard and saw in the media was not the full story and that they had a shared friendship which was not uncommon. Turning to the gospel today, we have the parable of the Good Samaritan. Without getting into the details, the Samaritans and the Jews, let's just say, were enemies in many ways and would never be seen consorting with each other. On the part of Jesus, this parable challenged his listeners because they knew all of this. And I hope it can be a challenge for us today as to who our neighbor is and what makes a good neighbor. Jesus uses this parable to help answer the question put to him about what is needed to attain eternal life. So after hearing this parable, is there something more important than our differences? The answer is yes, there is. As Catholic Christians, we believe that God is love and that sacrificial love is the way to live our life and our faith. We believe we are called to love our neighbor regardless of our differences and disagreements. Are there situations afoot where people we know have chosen a path that we cannot encourage nor celebrate? Yes. Are there times when our neighbors demand that we agree with their positions lest they cancel our friendship with them? Yes. These are very sad and even tragic moments when they happen. But I pray that we would never reciprocate in kind, but instead walk and accompany others with whom we have differences and disagreements. By doing so, we may create an open door for repentance, 
change of mind and conversion. Is this easy? No way. This is some of the hardest stuff to do, and I fail at it myself. So I don't stand here before you say, hey, look at me, I got this all figured out. I'm like, uh, I'm scrapping it just like you are. So what does this look like? How can we share this sacrificial love for those for whom we have disagreements or differences? One word that the Pope uses, Pope Francis uses this, accompaniment. Accompaniment. This is not a word we say a lot, and it's not in our vocabulary typically, but this means, for starters, that we're to be with people. And here's some examples maybe that you can try, and maybe they will work, maybe not, but the first one is, I think, the most important. That we do not reject, avoid, or cancel others. Maybe how about this? Maybe consider committing yourself to saying hi to them when you see them instead of turning away and walking away. Maybe consider their love language. Possibly send them a, a card, like on their birthday or maybe Christmas, a holiday, and just sign your name, your friendly neighbor. Don't say anything about the controversies. And pray for them. That's like the first start, right? But how about this? Pray for yourself that you may gain perspective about your neighbor and why they do the crazy things they do. Because we might find out that actually we do some crazy things as well. Or I'm, like, I'm speaking for myself. Ask them questions about things you have in common. Consider maybe even helping them out, maybe do their lawn work, you know, mow their lawn. Or maybe they have some need trimming something and they can't do it. Help out. Maybe ask them if they need something. If you're going to the store, say, hey, do you need some whatever? Need something from the store? I'm going just real quick. I can grab that really quick for you. Do you need anything? Here's a hard one. Invite them over for a meal. Okay, that's too hard. How about take them out to dinner? There's a little least a little more of a, you know, space of peace and neutral territory there, right? But think about what interests you have in common, not what we have in differences. And focus your conversation on those things. And in fact, if it helps, you might even want to write a list beforehand. And this is a lot of work. I've done this. I'm like, what things can I actually talk about? Because I'm prone to maybe want to get into the, the nitty-gritty of the problems. And I shouldn't at this point. Here's the deal. You might find that your neighbor softens and becomes no longer your enemy. Hey, maybe your heart will soften and you won't be so quick to judge them. Remember my story? The two men, the older men, they knew each other by name. They weren't there. There's that Jew, there's that Muslim. It was, there's, and I don't even remember the name. This is so long ago. But they knew each other's name from childhood. And they had shared experiences. That meant they had trust. And so they treated each other with respect, even though they didn't share the same faith. I asked myself, can I then at least 
Treat that person with a respect that is due their dignity as a human being. Right after last Mass, someone said to me, you know, Father Bill, it's, it's the most difficult to do this with family members. I'm like, amen, it is. That's true enough. It's easier to do it with my little, literal neighbor next door. So remember the heart of the law. The teachings of the Lord are perfect, refreshing the soul, giving wisdom to the just, and joy to the heart. His words are spirit and life. And they're not, they're not too mysterious or remote for us, for our Lord has written them in our hearts. So these are some concrete things that are simple. You might have some that you can think of, and maybe if you're a nerd like me, go ahead and tweet some or put on Facebook ideas. Wouldn't it be great if I went to the house and everybody in the neighborhood was mowing each other's lawns? <laughs> Do you need your lawn mowed? Gotcha, he's speechless. <laughs> It'll come back to me, I'm sure. May we therefore learn to do what we can and maintain our relationships to keep the tension between the perfect and the lived reality, the fallen reality that in which we live. Let us walk and accompany those with whom we disagree and may our love be greater than our differences and disagreements. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org dot org